BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Okay, here's the deal with Nicole. Live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. She's just going to tell it like it is. Nicole is, uh, she's very wise. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Here is your host, Nicole Griffin. All right, welcome in Ticket Weeknights. It's technically with Nicole Griffith, but tonight it's not. Nick Sander with you. Carter with me as well. Hello, Carter. Hello, Nick. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, exciting weekend. How was the weekend? Uh, I thought it was a good weekend. Ha- have you gotten back into like school after spring break and stuff? Because I'm still adjusting a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am adjusting a little bit still, too. Uh, you got to go to the Keys. Yes, I did. It was... A wonderful break. I, I uh, bet it was, to say the least. Yeah, it was. the The weather there is ridiculously consistent. Like it's, like my 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 uncle was saying because my uncle lives there. That's why we went there, and uh, yeah. he was saying like all winter from like November to like April, it's like lows of seventy five, highs of eighty five, and it doesn't change. I feel like that's perfect. It like yeah. I I love hot weather. There, there's a chance that Nebraska, like I'm going to be one of those those retired people that will buy a house. When I, because I need to go somewhere warm, yeah. I will be one of those people. But um, as always, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Nicole, obviously not here uh, because she is traveling. So she was out in California. She's currently flying back right now, I believe, uh, to Lincoln. So no Nicole tonight. So me and me and Carter, I'll bring Carter in through throughout the show here. Um, plenty of stuff to get to. Steve Mark of Hale Varsity will join me at six thirty. Um, just to talk Husker baseball and Husker football. Uh, spring football is is slowly coming to an end here. Spring games quickly approaching on April 9th. And I don't know how much we are going to learn as fans or how much we learn every year as fans on the spring game or earth be from the spring game, right? We always hear about the spring stories, whether it's Brody Belt or whether it's um, Isaiah Harris from Millard South, who was the running back last year that played well in the spring game, got a decent amount of reps. 
Um, or, or I don't know. I don't know like what position groups folks are most excited about because quarterback we kind of feel especially as spring has gone along now obviously there's a lot of summer left and and fall practice left but it seems like Casey Thompson is the guy and and it's his job to lose so number one there running backs interesting so I think that's something but once again how much are we going to be able to learn from a a a scrimmage on April 9th between Gabe Irvin and and other guys not absolutely healthy and, and ready to play wide receiver room took a hit with Xavier Betts not being on the team as of right now so that's something to watch and then uh tight end room extremely thin extremely thin right now and that was a room where going into the offseason you feel pretty good about because um you, you return Travis Vokalek and Thomas Fedoni gets healthy and now there's four of the, the top four tight ends in that room are not practicing and and so now Sean Beckton's going to have his hands full. So once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you. Feel free to join us on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream as well, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. You can throw your comment up on there. Carter will monitor it from the uh, side of the table that he is on. Then you can also hit me up on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainert, and we can uh, get going there. Okay, so Husker Baseball, before we kind of get into – Steve of, of Hale Varsity talking about Husker baseball. I mean, really, really frustrating start. Really frustrating start for Nebraska baseball. And they lose two of their last three to Michigan over the weekend. And, and if you listen to my show earlier today, you're, you're going to hear some of the same stuff. But I, I really want to drill it home and because we've gotten a lot of texts throughout the day and – there's just been a lot of questions on why this thing isn't working this year. After last year, it was looking like a well-oiled machine. And with that, there was this thought that Husker baseball will save the day, right? Um, And Bryce asks, going back to football here, Bryce asks, tight end was seldom used, so is that room with being thin that big of a deal? We'll talk about that, actually, because that's an interesting point of view. Um, because new offensive staff. So that's interesting because if Nebraska football decides to go to something that has been there the last couple of years as a, as a not scapegoat, that's not the right word to say, but as a reliable option, who's the more most, um, who's the most consistent staff member outside of Scott Frost on that offensive side of the ball? And it's Sean Becton. Right, so that's something to watch for as we go along. So that's that's a really good point, though, um, Bryce, for for making sure that you know tight end it was not used a lot. It was not, um, and, and Travis Vokalek we know is more of a blocking tight end rather than a receiving tight end. That was kind of the most excitement around Austin Allen and that two headed monster of Austin Allen and Travis Vokalek last year was that you had the best of both worlds. You had Travis Vokalek who wasn't afraid necessarily to get out in front and 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 knock some guys over while Austin Allen was was six foot nine right which we found out he's not really six foot nine but he was um around that height and was able to go up and and snatch a 50 50 ball or try to use his body and kind of block somebody out so that was something that Bryce you make a really good point that Nebraska did not use enough last year so um that's kind of part of the whole seven o'clock hour we'll talk seven o'clock hour like I said uh Husker football because 
One other stat I want to point to. Now, once again, completely new Husker or offensive staff. But another stat I want to point to because I'm big on on what can I point to of recent history when I'm when I'm making thought or when I'm giving thoughts and 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 giving you guys something to think about. Scott Frost seven and twenty one against the teams that are on Nebraska's schedule this year. Seven and twenty one. So when you were talking about the whole the schedule's easy that mantra. Is it? It's supposed to be, and Nebraska on paper is going to be good enough to beat a good chunk of those teams, but at the end of the day, the biggest question and the biggest hurdle for Nebraska to jump over these last three years, or four years if you want to go throughout the entirety of Scott Frost's time at Nebraska, has been themselves, has been them beating themselves. So there's that side of things the more negative, the the darker side of things. But on the brighter, the more exciting thing side, it's a new staff. It's a new quarterback. It's a lot of new people. And new people is some, most sometimes good because you get that fresh start. Um, it, So it's it's interesting. So Bryce adds, people say the stats don't lie, which is true for the most part, but they certainly don't tell the whole story. Bingo. You're right. You're right. But there is that, I mean, 7-21 is pretty, pretty glaring. In my opinion, if you're around 500, that's one thing. Um, but throughout this whole tenure, it has not been around 500. It's been severely low, and and I'm not trying to uh, put a damper on tonight or anything like that, and and put a damper on the Kool Aid because hey, at the end of the day, there is a lot to be excited about. Um, but I, I want to really get into that in the seven o'clock hour, and after we talk to Steve at six thirty, because. He'll, he'll have more information, and, and we get this off the text line, one-score losses. Um, we'll, we'll dive into all that. We will get that um, all weeded out, especially because I know uh, Nicole usually doesn't like talking about Husker football, and so we are going to um, quietly talk about Husker football on this show tonight so she doesn't get mad at me. Once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, starter him a text line. Appreciate you guys. Uh, tuning in, even though there is no Nicole, we'll, we'll like I said, we'll talk Husker football. If you're just now joining us, we'll talk uh, Husker baseball with Steve Mark of Hale Varsity, and then also Husker softball because they are 21 and nine overall. They play uh, Creighton tomorrow, and they play Rutgers this weekend. So weather's not going to be too bad. It's supposed to be 74, 76 degrees tomorrow, which is the the nicest day out of the whole entire week. So if you're not doing anything tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m., head down to Bowling Stadium. And then this weekend, it's supposed to be mid to upper 50s as well. And, and obviously, things can change since we're only on Monday. But that will be uh, an opportunity for, for Husker fans to go out and and watch Husker softball. Because, number one, they're not getting talked about a ton right now. And number two, I suppose, uh, they they have enough uh, enough games under their belt where we can point and say this is actually a good team. Like there's it's not just a 10 game hot streak if that makes sense. They've played uh 30 games already and they're they're keeping this pace throughout the whole entire season thus far. And, and Billy Andrews is leading the country with 17 home runs and and they have a good amount of depth and their pitching is really really strong and and it's it's a lot to be excited about, um, especially the Billy Andrews part. Nebraska, Nebraska born, played at Gretna, and now is leading 
the uh, the team and, and the country in, in home runs with 17. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, Bryce adds, you need to drink VJ's Kool-Aid, Nick. VJ's Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid both figuratively and literally a little too sweet for me. A little too sugary. Um, we'll, we'll dive into all that. But once again, 402-464-5685. All right, let's dive back into Husker baseball here before we have to take a break. Okay, so Husker baseball, um, just not doing little things. Like I, I hate to keep harping on it, um, but with baseball, it's it's one of those things where uh, you you sit back and enjoy the two to zero wins and the three to one victories, um, because at the end of the game, you want if, even if you're on the losing side of a one to nothing ball game or a two to one loss, like you want to be able to sit back and go, all right, yeah, they beat us. Like, their guy just had better stuff than we did, but at the end of the day, it was one little thing, like an executed bunt or an executed hit and run, where if a guy's on first base and and the guy's choking up on the bat, hits it deep in the zone, or takes a, a pitch on the outside corner to the right side, allowing the guy, you know what I'm getting at. Like, things like that. If, it's, if they just beat you by doing a good baseball play, and it's one that you allowed to happen, then you kind of just tip your cap and say, all right, yeah, you were better than us today. And, and and we respect you for it. And that was what, in Nebraska's losses last season, that was the case. Every single time, it felt like. It was the case of, all right, yeah, they uh, they just flat out beat us, and that's okay. And one thing we also didn't have to worry about was how this team was going to respond. Last year, I mean. This year... They lose 21-4 to against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Then we, we talked about at the beginning of the season how important midweek games are for this team or for any college baseball program. Um, we're seeing it with Husker softball. Like They have a game against Creighton tomorrow night that you would like Nebraska to win. Think about that. Then they're... Going into Rutgers, who's 22-12 and 12 on the year this weekend. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With a three-game winning streak, one of those wins against in-state rival Creighton and the other two coming against number 19th-ranked Michigan on the road. Like, it's huge. Your midweek games are huge for, number one, seeing what depth you have, especially in baseball, because you're able to throw some guys out from the bullpen that don't usually get time in the in the, in the the weekend series. Um, you get to really dive deeper maybe into your bench. And, and we saw it a couple weeks ago with a guy like Drew Christo who was able to get a start on the mound. 
in a mid midweek game for for Will Bolt's squad because hey, he's a freshman. His name was on draft boards last year. There was that brief sense of of worry that he was not going to make it to Lincoln, not because he decommitted or or got out of his NLI, but because he got drafted high enough. So like there was that concern. Um you have to also remember this team now is without his name's Chase Mason who decided to, to decided to leave the team, wanted to pursue football early in the offseason. And, and not necessarily that he was going to be their starting outfielder, but it's depth. It's depth. And with with Nebraska baseball, we talk about the, the importance with, of midweek games and what it can do for, for a pitching staff. And, and when you look at Nebraska, yes, their offense is struggling, but man, that pitching. That pitching, man, when you cannot get out of the second inning – um, and, and I mentioned this tweet on my show earlier today with Rico, but when uh, Sunday, when I was sitting at Haymarket Park watching Nebraska baseball, I, this tweet from from the Lincoln Journal Star's Chris Baznet came across my my phone and said something along the lines of um, said something along the lines of this is the sixth straight game that Nebraska has trailed in the first two innings. Six straight games. Going back to, that's that's the three games first Michigan, the series against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, that you, before you can even blink, before your, your fans can sit down in the stands, you're facing a deficit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... Okay, so unnamed texter says, sorry I missed that. What happened with Christo? Is he on the team? Yes, Drew Christo's still on the team. Chase Mason is not. Chase Mason was a top 75 recruit in the country last year coming out of high school in South Dakota. And his name was on draft boards below Christo a little bit. Um, made it to Lincoln. <coughs> Excuse me. Made it to Lincoln and all that. Um, and then just sometime during the offseason decided to decided to move on and, and he wanted to wanted to put or play football and, and instead of continuing his baseball career. So Chase Mason was, was just one of those outfielders who had the power to hit the ball over the fence. Um, just obviously no longer on the team. And, and like I said, I'll repeat that once again, not saying Chase Mason's going to put this team over the edge. Um, but it's little things like that where you have to make adjustments. And, and we talked about the, the importance of midweek games and for your pitching staff. And it's, Allowing a guy like Drew Christo, who got an opportunity to start a game earlier this season, didn't make it out of the first inning. Didn't make it out of the first inning. I can't remember if he started against UNO or or K-State. I can find that, or we can ask Steve about that here in a couple minutes. Once again, Steve Steve Mark of, of Hale Varsity will join us here uh, in, in the second segment, second segment excuse me, of, of the 6 o'clock hour. But Drew Christo doesn't get out of the first inning, and, and once again, it's hard to blame him because he's you know it's a freshman. He's, he's a freshman, and and he's playing at at Haymarket Park, and he's pinching on the bump and things like that. But you're not asking or not expecting a guy like that or on a midweek game to go seven innings. You're not expecting him to go eight. Just get us out of the fourth. Get us into the fourth. But when we walk the bases loaded, when Nebraska walks the bases loaded, it's it's my favorite saying. You can weather the hits, 
but you can't weather the walks and the airs. The things that you can't control, if you pitch to contact, and once again, in, in baseball, and softball is a similar way, in baseball, if you're sitting there and you go, and you make a good pitch, you hit your spot, all that, and they just get a base knock, that's one of those you tip your cap. That's baseball. Sometimes they just beat you. But allowing guys to get on base, giving up free bases, giving up free 90s, making dumb decisions in the, in the field while you're on defense, once again, that term free 90s, free 90 feet, free, free bases, like that's the things that this team right now, not saying they can't at the end of the year, but right now, they can't afford it. And this for these first couple weeks of the season has have shown us that dramatically. We saw it yesterday or throughout the series against against Michigan. Is they there was one time I believe it was on Saturday that they uh, had two outs. They walk the they walk the next two batters, and then a guy hits a dribbler on the right side of the infield, but it was like in between pitcher, first baseman, second baseman, and. They they just weren't able to make the play. All right, sometimes you're not. But now you have bases loaded, yet you put yourself in a situation where you have bases loaded with two outs rather than a guy on first, or you're out of the inning if you don't walk those two guys. And I believe they ended up they ended up hitting. A, I, I'm sure it was Jimmy Obertop or something like that from Michigan that uh, that hit a hit a gapper and scored a couple runs for Michigan. It's little things like that where a lot of people, just to the general fan, which once again is totally okay, the general fan will go, well, they should have made that play on for, and gotten out of the inning with the guy in first and, and second. Yeah, that's right. But go back to the previous at-bat. What happened there? Go back to the at-bat before that in this situation and what happened. It's it's unbelievable Like how, how different this team, it, the feeling is around this team. And it's a really big bummer. Like I'm not—I don't think I'm the only one that's thinking that right now. Like it's—it's a, it's a shame. Once again, not saying that they can't fix it or get back to—I I guess Nebraska baseball, the the whole gritty over pretty thing. Because I guess that's a—that's a thing now. But, and, and I'm not saying all this stuff because I've lost confidence in Will Bolt. Like Will Bolt—Will Bolt's the guy for this job. And, and if if anything, last year, like I'm not trying to erase everything we saw last year. Um, and, and I'm not taking back the expectations that I put on this team at the beginning of the year either. I, I just think they're uh, they're struggling to find that gritty over pretty identity, and and it stinks because, like I said earlier today, we see flashes, right? We see flashes with these guys, whether it is from a Griffin Everett or whether it is from Bryce Matthews offensively, or or even in the freshman in Core Jackson. But when we look at their pitching staff, especially injury to KP, Kyle Perry hurts. Um, Cody Frank, honestly, Cody Frank did not do a bad job on Friday. He didn't, in my opinion. Strike zone was tough, but man, that changeup was working. Floated it in there at 77 miles an hour, and from my vantage point on the third side or third base side, it had some drop, it had some movement, and it had speed change. Which is what you want out of a changeup, obviously. So, Cody Frank maybe is your new Friday starter, it, it, depending on how long KP is out. Maybe we'll ask Steve that. 
But like, what's what's the outlook for this pitching staff? Because last year, Nebraska threw out Cade Povich on Friday, Chance Roach, a JUCO transfer, on Saturday, and finished the weekend with Shea Shanneman. And it was pretty deadly. Like, you felt pretty good about the guys that Nebraska was throwing out there every single weekend, no matter what the offensive lineup was for the opponent. But here we are. And and it's not that case this year. And you're asking a guy like Cody Frank, who may be one of those midweek starters that you feel really good about. Maybe maybe Cody Frank's one of those midweek guys that you're okay with letting go five innings or six innings if if his pitch count is low enough and he's just really shoving because he has the ability to do that. But now, man, when you when you take your starting pitcher out with before the third inning like they've had to do sometimes on Friday or on game one of a series, it's just not setting you up well for the rest of the weekend or the rest of the series. Because Nebraska's bullpen hasn't done been the greatest. They've done well because they've had to. Like that's Nebraska's bullpen has had to keep them in the game all season long. It feels like, outside of maybe the one game from Dawson McCarville. But man, it, it just really it really puts a lot of strain and, and stress on your bullpen and in just your pitching staff in its entirety the rest of the weekend for guys to really go in and do the job and pick up the slack of three starter or two starters about a week every two you know two starters every weekend or so that struggle to get out of the early innings. So we'll we'll see and, and let's just hope it changes because this team does have the roster to be a postseason team. I'm still I'm still standing strong on that one. Still staying strong staying strong on those expectations. And I think rightfully so. But there's some disconnect from last year to this year and uh let's hope that that Will Bolt, Lance Harvell, and the, the staff over there can can figure it out and and we'll be all good. And and like when we talk about crowds, like I don't think that's a that's a worrisome factor in this whole thing. Like crowds, guys, people are gonna show up. People showed up on Sunday when it was pretty dang chilly. Um the wind was was brutal as well. And it's so like fans aren't a problem. It's the product that you're putting on the field. And man, last thing before we get to break, we sat here. Think about the evolution of men's athletics here throughout these last, oh, eight months. We sat here going, man, Husker baseball was fantastic. They put in a heck of a showing in Arkansas. This is fantastic. This is great. Um, now Husker football, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about. We got our fourth-year fourth QB, and then they go 3-9. and nine. You're like, all right, well, you know, it's okay. Um, obviously, that stinks, but Husker basketball, this is the year. This is the year Husker basketball is NCAA tournament bid that far out of reach? I don't think so. And they have a poor season. And then we sat here, myself included, sat here going, all right, sweet, Husker baseball got picked first in the Big Ten Conference in the preseason poll. It's time to run it back, baby. The Big Ten's week in the baseball, uh, in the sport of baseball. It's time to run it back. And now they're five games under 500, or four games, nine and 13 overall. So it's just... It's crazy, and that was strictly looking at men's. Women's have done their their due diligence on their side of things, so we're, we're all good there. All right, let's go ahead and get to break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Steve Mark of Hale Varsity. Coming up next, once again, Ticket Weeknights with Nicole, well, without Nicole Griffith tonight. Um, Nick Sander with you, Carter's with me in the studio, and, 
and maybe we'll even bring in Alexis at some point here. Once again, feel free to add into the show at all or during any time tonight. We'll be here till 8 p.m. 402-464-5685, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream. Also, you can tweet at me, Nick underscore Sainert. We'll be back with Steve Mark of Hale Varsity coming up next on Ticket Weeknights. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.